And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Grain Belt receives the first widespread killing frost of the season. But first, a new change. We bring in the farm weather at the start of Agri-News. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, a high of 20 degrees. The low plus 3, but there is again a risk of frost. Tomorrow partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow 24, the low 8. Friday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 27, the low 10. Saturday, sunny with a high 23, the low 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 17, the low plus 5. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low 9. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 22. The normal high is 20, the normal low is 5. The sun rose at 618 this morning, it sets at 736 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 16, Saskatoon and Swift Current both 18, Weyburn 16, Yorkton is 15. The hot spot is leader in the west at 19 degrees. In Regina with sunny skies at 16, that's 61 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southwest at 11. Humidity 34%, barometer dropping 102.9. Humidity once again 34%. Moose Jaw sunny and 17, winds are from the west, southwest at 9. Once again, Regina sunny and 16, that's 61 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougalauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision, ag and lawn and garden products. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt says overnight frost should have little effect on most crops in southern Saskatchewan. The first killing frost of the season saw temperatures dip from minus 2 to minus 4 across a wide portion of the Saskatchewan grain belt early this morning. Merritt says most crops were mature enough to avoid any serious loss. Well, there was frost in certain areas last night, Jim. We did hear that. And for the most part in the southern part, I think the crop is far enough advanced that it probably won't have too big an impact. Our, our concern will be in the northern part of the province where the crops are a little later. I know there, you know, there's been some desiccating going on and there's been some swathing going on. So uh, we won't know for a few days really what the impact will be. Uh, it, I'm sure it might have some impact on later seeded crops on quality, but for the most part in the southern part of Saskatchewan, the cereals are, you know, well advanced and the canola is in many parts is coming off. So, uh, and the pulses are pretty well done. So it'll be the northern part of the province that we will be concerned about, Jim. Sounds like you don't expect too much those serious damage. No, not really. Uh, you know, at the, we did hear of areas of frost, like in PA and around Regina, and I know down in our part of the world here, there was around Cornac, I think it was around minus two last night, and some places it was zero. So it, sometimes it obviously impacts and just how how long the frost lasted too. So, but I think for the most part, it's probably uh, obviously it'll degrade some of the later seeded crop, but for the most part, the cereals are well advanced. That I don't think it's going to impact them too much. You don't expect much impact then on yield because its crops are pretty mature. Yeah, I don't think there'll be too much of an impact on yield, Jim. It's obvious, it'll obviously have an impact on some quality in some in some uh, circumstances, but I don't think it's going to impact yield too greatly. Yourself on the farm, you're about to fire up the combine. How's harvest going for you? Actually, pretty good, Jim. We're uh, rolling right along here. We're you know getting it down to 
you know, we only got a few hundred acres left, about 400 acres, I guess, left. Then we'll be, uh, we'll have it wrapped up. But it's been a good, uh, a good run. The weather's been good for us, and actually, the bushels are coming in. They're surprising this year, so that's good. And surprising in a good way. You're better than you yeah. expected because it was very dry. Yeah, actually, better than we expected. Obviously, because of the moisture conditions, we didn't, uh, we sure didn't see much rain down here in lots of parts of the province, but. For some reason, the crop came through, and we're happy with it, Jim. We're happy with it. Agriculture Minister David Merritt farms near Fife Lake, about 220 kilometres southwest of Regina. At least eight centres in Saskatchewan set new low records overnight. The Weather Office says Moose Jaw at minus 2.8 broke records of minus 2.2 set in 1896. Indian Head at minus 3.3 broke a record of minus 1.7 set in 1903. An agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada, Sean Senko, says frost damage will depend on the stage of the crop. He says farmers should wait four to six hours after the frost to determine the extent of damage. And what you want to be looking for is kind of um, like a whitening of the pods. Um, it, it'll, it'll signify there's been some damage done. So first of all, they'll whiten, then they'll start to dry down and, and split open. So you're, you're really looking for that, that initial sign is just to see if they're, if they're whitening for the frost damage. Senko says the crop may look undamaged in the morning, but by the afternoon, wilting, desiccation and pod splitting may begin. He says the crop may need to be swathed to preserve yield, but high green counts are likely. The federal government has announced $12 million in funding to canola research over the next five years. Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley adds there will be an additional $8 million coming from prairie canola grower organizations, grain companies and oilseed processors through the Canola Council of Canada. The president of the Canola Council of Canada, Jim Everson, says 25 research projects will receive funding. It's going to focus on both um, uh, agronomy and and, uh, production research um, and also on meal and and oil improvements in different ways and different forms. In the the former, we we look at um, uh, best management practices and things like um, uh, nitrogen fixing and the, you know the, the value the, what we can do to improve nitrogen fixation with canola which would help reduce costs to producers but also be you know good from an environmental point of view and um, uh, beneficial pests and a number of areas where we're looking at uh, increasing yields and reducing risk for producers. The Canola Council of Canada has set a goal of reaching an average yield of 52 bushels an acre by the year 2025 to produce an annual crop of 26 million metric tons. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. Trade talks resumed today in Washington aimed at reaching a new agreement between Canada and the U.S. The executive director of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance, Claire Sito, says leading agricultural exporters are reassured by statements that progress is being made in the talks. What we're hoping to see, we're certainly uh, hoping to see uh, the, the talks continue to uh, progress. Uh, you heard the, um, the during the press conference at the end of last week, uh, Minister Freeland in Washington, D.C., and I was there myself on behalf of CAFTA along with one of our members, um, she commented on the fact that progress was made in the talks to update and modernize NAFTA, and I quote her, we're not there yet. The focus uh, remains 
on a number of outstanding issues, and they hope for a win-win-win agreement. She stated that an agreement was within reach, and they're hoping to resume uh, talks. I'm heading down on myself um, with a few other CAFTA members as well. Who knows how the next coming days and weeks what will uh, entail, but it's really, uh, I think to some extent, it's reassuring to uh, know that there is progress being made in the negotiations and efforts done to restore uh, certainty for farmers and agri-food exporters. Uh, the U.S. remains one of our top markets. Yes, we've made great strides in uh, diversifying exports, um, in particular to uh, Asian markets, and this is why we're hoping for the CPTPP ratification uh, very quickly. But much work remains in terms of what outcomes will transpire in a final deal, um, and uh, we're certainly not not there yet. And there is a lot of work still to be done to uh, modernize rules. And NAFTA has been a great success over the past uh, 25 years of the, the agreement, and there's certainly a lot that can be done to uh, preserve and enhance this agreement so our industry can remain globally uh, competitive. You've got a list that you've come up with of items that you still see need to be resolved for farmers in Canada. What are some of those issues? There's still a number of um, tariffs and and other barriers that restrict our export to the U.S. uh, market in particular. Just for sugar, um, there's a number of quotas on sugar and sugar processed products that limit our access to the uh, U.S. market um, and justified meat inspections as well as tariffs on canola and uh, margarine um, products. Despite having a globally competitive industry on both sides of the border, canola products uh, like margarine and shortening uh, cannot cross the border today without having specific tariffs applied. Um, This, for example, should be fixed for meat products. Canadian meat that's being sent to the U.S. after clearing U.S. customs is sent for second inspection, which is something that our industry is trying to remove. So, and in terms of sugar, the U.S. is known to be quite a protectionist market and has blocked our export opportunities in that sector. So, as a matter of fact, those quotas have actually also steered manufacturing of sugar-containing products away from Canada. So that remains to be fixed. So those are some of the sector-specific issues. But in terms of all agri-food products in general, greater regulatory alignment for crop and animal health products uh, is something that we're seeking so that there is greater movement of products across the border. And things like Chapter uh, 19 are also, of course, uh, important to resolve uh, disputes. Yeah, you want a robust dispute resolution mechanism. Who doesn't? Claire Sito is the Executive Director of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance, representing Canada's agricultural exporters. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained 580 at 453.92. 
oats rose 219 at 156.48. Number one red spring wheat went up 70 cents at 243.21. The rest were unchanged. Durham 248.02. Feed barley 187.63. Flax 479 dollars. Yellow peas 221.54. Feed wheat 160 dollars and 24 cents. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is down two and a quarter cents at 582 and a half a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, September the 5th. Another good solid run here with 300 cows and bulls, 800 feeder cattle, a total of 1,100 for the day. Cows selling two to three lower, but the bulls are steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 75 to 85, sales to 87, 88. D3 cows, 65 to 75. Cows are averaging 80 cents. Good bulls, 103 to 113, sales to 115. The bulls are averaging 110. On to the feeder market. This is last Wednesday's feeder prices. A lot of balling calves are coming to town here right now. On to the steer side. Three to 400 pound steers, 245 to 280. 4 to 500 pound steers, 235 to 270. 5 to 6s, 210 to 238. 6 to 700 pound steers, 205 to 220. And 7 to 800 pound steers, the same price, 205 to 220. And 8 to 900 pound steers, 180 to 204. On to the heifer side, 4 to 500 pound heifers, $2 to 214. 5 to 6s, 185 to 210. 6 to 7s, 180 to 205. 7 to 800 pound heifers, 170 to 188. Had a group of heifers weighing 850 pounds. They traded for 177.75. And their bigger sisters, 950 pounds at 164.50. Our first pre-sort will be Wednesday, September the 19th. And listen up, everyone. Next Wednesday, September the 12th at 11 o'clock, complete herd dispersal for Shy Cattle Company of Yorkton. 70 black cows, 4 to 7 years old. Also, good black Angus bulls for sale. These bulls were purchased in spring. We're going to sell them as pasture bread. That's next Wednesday, September the 12th at 11 o'clock. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Have a safe, safe harvest, everyone. And remember to put that auger back where it belongs. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,500 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 87 to 117 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,200 head, selling a range of 90 to 117 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 74 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3182. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.84 cents US. U.S. cash markets started this holiday reduced production week with higher bids and added between 50 to 70 cents U.S. a hundredweight over previous day. The gains were initiated by the firming trend that has developed in the pork cutout value, which saw the net value rise by about $1.50 a hundredweight U.S. In particular, pork bellies have gained about 25% of their value over the last week, representing a reversal in trend from the previous two months of trade. Lean hog futures experienced a volatile day of trade yesterday, but ended near their two-month highs. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and if you missed the farm weather forecast, now at the start of Agri-News, the outlook today is sunny and a high of 20, the low plus 3 with risk of frost again. Thursday, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40 in the afternoon, the high tomorrow 24, the low 8. In Regina, sunny and 16, that's 61 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.